think uh, it's Friday. It's June 5th, 2020. Um, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining. Um, we're going to have our usual uh, Friday Q&A session here. Uh, we're going to we're going to talk about trombone stuff. But before we get to that, I think that um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about and use this platform just to you know share a few things um, about what's been going on this week and um, I wrote a, a piece a few years ago which I want to open this up with um, I wrote it I know exactly I remember um, Obama had just signed the um, marriage equality act and um, I felt like oh finally some sort of forward motion is happening um, with our political system, basically. And um, I suggest nothing too much has changed. We still need more progress. And um, But uh, I just wanted to share this at the beginning and rededicate it to uh, everyone in the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and his family. And um, this is a piece that I wrote. Um, it's on the Here and Now album. But uh, so we're going to play this for everyone and then we'll jump in uh, to the um, Q&A after that. So uh, here we go. There's Love Wins. Thank you. 
I just wanted to share that at the beginning of the of the show today and um, just to let people know where I stand and uh, to uh, try to be as supportive as I can using whatever little platform that I do have uh, either here on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever you might be watching later in the future. So um, I hope you'll join me in being supportive and continuing to be supportive, not just this week, but into the future and, and forever as uh, we should have been all along. So I hope that this, I hope that this gives us a, a chance to, to um, do better, you know? So thanks for being here. Hey, Isria, Missy, man. I uh, hope we get to play music sometime soon. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I know it's, 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 yeah, there's just a lot of, um, a lot of things to say, a lot of things that, um, I think other people have said it better, so I'm going to let them stick with the words, and I'll stick with the music. Uh, so um, if you want to, if you're here, we're going to transition to answering a few uh, questions, if you like. If not, um, I'll, I'm happy to have this episode be you know, a quick one, and one that's uh, definitely just whatever you guys want to talk about um, for however long. It doesn't matter. And... Um, fixing this uh, real quick but I have um, I have a few questions that came in through the week and uh, I wanted to start off with this one question feel free to drop some in on Facebook if you're watching or Twitter or if you're watching on um, uh, Instagram wherever you happen to be um, please feel free to drop in a question and uh, so this one comes from Stacy Riley Artist. She wrote this question actually last week uh, in response to last week, or was it last week? Yeah, last week's um, Instagram Live that we had, and she posted this on Instagram. Um, she wrote about this, and I think it's really important. She said, I've observed that some players are technically great and their skill is admirable, but their playing doesn't necessarily elicit emotion from the listener, which I personally deem essential, she says. And then, in your opinion, what is what is it that separates an emotional player from someone who is merely technical and academically proficient? So um, I think you have to open yourself up to playing with emotion and listen to players that play that way, you know? Um, I can't think of a lot of players that I'm really drawn to that don't play with, you know, fire and emotion and try to bring joy through their music or some other emotion, you know, whatever it might be in the nature of the piece. But you have to be first aware that um, that that's what your goal is, that, you know, there's no reason to be playing the music unless you're trying to connect with somebody, right? You know, especially for an audience, you're trying to get them to connect to the music, you're trying to get them to appreciate and feel something i don't know that but that's i think the intention comes first and sometimes we get wrapped up especially in educational circles academia um with like the what meaning the measurable what like these scales these notes these songs um and then we don't have time or we don't have a way to measure um what is that the emotional content how do you grade the emotion of a piece like you can say if somebody played with musicality it's always going to be subjective so it's one of those 
I don't know if it's not really dangerous, but it's one of those things where it's hard to measure. So it's hard for people to put um, like a quantitative judgment on it, which is what people mostly want to do in an academic situation, educational situation. Um, so that's why I think it gets neglected. It's something that I try to connect with my students about. Like, what's the point of playing this? Why are we playing this song rather than any other song? You know, it doesn't have to be um, this blues. It could be any blues. Why are you picking this one? Why are you picking the standard? Why are you picking these songs to play? There's some reason why you're doing that. So you might as well um, do that, you know? So um, I don't know how exactly to get there without just being number one aware and then taking active steps to listen and play music with other people. I've said this many times on this uh, stream before, but the answer is like, what do I need to be doing right now? You know, what what does the band need? What does the music need? What does the music need right now? That's the question I'm constantly trying to ask myself about, you know, what's happening to play musically. That's, that's kind of where I'm at, you know? Uh, so, and I feel like the technical side is only enhancing your ability to communicate that effectively, right? You're, the Everything you do on the technical side to, is all in the service, at least for me, in the service of trying to make better music and try to be more musical. So um, I don't know, Stacy. that's like, it's a kind of complicated question, but you have to be number one, open to it first, and then trying to... Um, really let it shine through you have to try to connect with people and connect and allow your allow yourself to one to have an opinion and have an instinct for creating music rather than just blabbing out a bunch of technical scales and all this kind of stuff so um you just have, you have it's something that has to be cultivated over time and it has to be cultivated by playing with other people that do it um watching groups and musicians that do it, being aware of like, how do I do that? How do I get there? How do I contribute to this situation? You know, sometimes what you wanna play, oftentimes at least, what you wanna play is not necessarily the thing that's gonna be most useful to everyone in that situation or most useful to the listener, at least in my experience, at least in my experience. So I see a question here coming in. Uh, let's bring it up here on the stream from Lazam BTS. I saw somebody else said hello. Let me go back. Sneakerhead homie, what's up? Thanks for dropping by. Uh, Lazam BTS, hey Nick, hope you well. Do you ever feel in practice that you're not making progress in your practice? Um, hey Lance, how you doing man? Hope you're doing well. Um, do you ever feel in practice you're not uh, yeah, of course. I feel all the time like I'm not making making um, sufficient progress in practice, but that's why I always try to encourage people to try using a practice journal or some other type of tracking system, like just your notes app on your phone or something where you can measure like what you did and how much you were able to do in a certain period of time. Like over a few weeks, you know, you look back and say, "Oh, I did actually do a bunch of stuff." You know, I didn't. Ha I didn't just. Uh, I did not just flap my wings, you know, I didn't just kind of go in a circle. I actually made progress on certain things. But some things like are so incremental, especially the fundamentals, that it really takes a long time to be able to see uh, what is, how it's actually getting better. Like it's going to take, 
long tones, articulation, exercises, flexibilities over years, you know, before you actually are able to measure that change in, in how much better you're getting. So I start to try to think like, okay, if I can do something every day for like three months or six months in a year, I might be able to actually have a more uh, developed sense of this. So yes, the answer is always yes. Um, it always feels like we're not making progress in the moment, but it, that's why I think it's important to balance like how you're working on things both with um, like goals that are measurable. So you can say, I'm doing this and I'm achieving this. That might be like a time goal, a frequency goal, um, learning tunes or memorizing something or getting through some other measurable thing like a scale exercise or something where you can be like, I did this thing and feel like you're making progress, but then also constant work on the um, fundamentals to to raise the bar of, um, of the lowest uh, common denominator, if that makes sense. Like your worst day is going to keep on getting better and better. And um, that's that's the goal with the fundamentals. Just try to keep, get it better every day. Trombone mouse, I see you. Hello. Thanks for joining. <clears throat> so yes, I mean, the short answer is I'm always thinking that I'm not making progress, but I think we actually are making more progress than we think if you stick with it. You know, if you stick and make a plan, stick with your practice plan, focus on the fundamentals and they will never do you wrong. That's that's uh, that's where we're, I'm at with that for sure. Here's another question from Patrick O'Brien Trombone here on Instagram. Um, if you are on Facebook, you can also feel free to drop in a question. I'll see it. It'll pop up here on my screen. How do you open up your low register? A um, couple ways is one, don't neglect it. Number one, go uh, head on with it and make sure you're using it every day, playing long tones in the low register. A lot of times it has to do with, and it has nothing to do with equipment in my opinion, it has to do with sound concept and it has to do with uh, the amount of time you're putting into playing in the lower register. Um, I decided that I wanted to be able to play the entire register of the trombone at some point, and so I was going to use the whole register, so that meant I needed to get it to a point where it sounded good. So, uh, one, make sure you're opening the, the vowel sound on the inside of your mouth so that it has an O in the lower register, so do, like a D-O-H kind of thing. That's number one, make sure it's doing that. And then what I like to do is I find a note that's resonant. It might be like F, for example, in the middle of the staff. And then I might gliss down to C, trying to keep that same resonance. Then I might go to B natural, make sure it has that same resonance out in seventh. And then I'm gonna play the B flat, the low B flat, make sure it has the same resonance as the F. <clears throat> it has the same resonance as the F. And, uh, and then you match that B-flat resonance to the F resonance. And then if you get that B-flat feeling nice and good, then you do the same thing. Match the resonance of the B-flat to the A, the B-flat to the A-flat, to the G. And I know that seems like super, 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 super like nitty-gritty, but I think that it's super important to be that nitty-gritty in the way that you are addressing these issues, like these fundamental issues uh, of lowering, opening up the lower register, using the lower register, not ignoring the lower register. A lot of trombone jazz players say that they're going to 
work on their upper register or how do I play higher? How do I do this? Well, you have to develop in both directions. You can't do one without the other, unfortunately, uh, at least in my experience. You know, the more you can develop the pedal register, the more you can develop the upper register. Uh, and the last thing that I would do to open up the lower register is start to play false tones in the lower register. So even if you have a, a valve, an F attachment, I would go to um, playing false tones like I have a bunch of exercises in various places on the internet about doing false tones um, and they really help you to open up your sound and they help you to uh, focus your sound and especially in the lower register and you can kind of match up the intonation and all of that kind of stuff so I recommend that false tones vowel sounds and not neglecting it is the short answer to that question of how do you open up the lower register so hope that helps you Patrick um, it's Friday, June 5th. If you're just joining us, thanks for, uh, jumping on for a minute, uh, today and, um, talking a little bit, uh, about trombone stuff, talking about, um, yeah, you're welcome, Patrick. We shared a, a track, uh, Love Wins, dedicating that to, uh, the family of George Floyd and all the Black Lives Matter movement and wanted to do that today. And uh, so if there's not any other questions, I'm just going to kind of jump off for today. But I appreciate you all being here. And um, we'll be back again next week, on Thursday and Friday, to do our trading sessions and Q&A sessions. Um, but as always, if you have questions during the week, feel free to send them in. And I will uh, get them in the queue uh, for next week, just like we did with Stacy earlier uh, at the beginning of the show today. So. I hope everyone can have uh, a safe weekend and thanks for watching and we will see you again real soon.